Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome everyone. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Oh my god. I was just telling you that and I just it's just such a hot hot girl summer over here that um I don't know. There's nobody at the podcast desk in my brain. It's like everyone's checked out and gone home. So there was um it was kind of a long weekend for me because well it wasn't a long weekend. I was working on Friday, so it was July first, Friday, which was Canada yeah. Day, and it's July fourth today, which is the American, I don't know, Independence whatever Day, whatever their yeah. day is. And, uh, and so a lot of my clients are Amer- are in the U.S. And so I have today mm. off. I was kind of coaching on Friday, but it was also the the holiday vibe. So it's essentially kind of a long weekend in my brain, like a oh, four-day weekend nice. in my brain. And uh, I was paddling yesterday, and I went to the nude beach with my paddle. There's nothing better nice. than a good dip at the nude beach when you've actually worked for it, meaning you paddled over there. You didn't take the ferry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the water is still too cold for a dip. Mm. well good for you sounds like you've been very active oh my gosh totally have yeah oh there's stuff Ooh. going on it's crazy toronto is like it like it's insane over here like the festivals and the and everybody mm. out there it's like standing room only like in parks yeah. pic- picnics everybody is losing their mind it kind of feels yeah. like a collective manic episode it feels like everybody's mood is so elevated that's a little too much (laughs) it's that um post-pandemic um just explosion isn't it it is it's a riot it's it's like a quiet canadian riot like everybody is going out there um i'm not practicing clinically but i think i would really like to I'm, i'm going to be picking up some shifts at the end of the summer but i would really like to be practicing now because like this is like had a bit of a wild night on Friday, need to get all the tests done. I'd be like, yeah, we got you, girl. No worries. We'll be cool. <laughs> I can imagine our drug treatment packs for chlamydia and gonorrhea are flying off the shelves. So if you're having a hot girl summer, just nip into the clinic and, you know, do what you need to do. Hopefully you'll have a non-judgmental person there who's like, yep, we're all having a hot girl summer. Well, yeah, and I guess it depends on where you are and uh what type of support you need because it might not always be readily available <laughs> oh my gosh yes totally mm, canada yes. hopefully we continue to fund and to support uh women's reproductive rights and everybody's reproductive rights because yeah it's just fun sometimes to live your life on your choice yeah exactly exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so what's heck what's what's chilling out over in jersey um, yeah, I think, well, there's lots of kind of music festivals and things on. Um, and yeah, I think there's a lot of people just generally out and about and the weather's been good, although it's fairly cloudy today, but never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Make awesome. the most of the weekends. Oh my God, do it. And the sunshine while it's here. Uh, we live in a place where just mere months from now, it's going to be bitterly cold and stormy oh, I and yeah i can't think about it can't even think about it <laughs> can't go there somebody made some uh, comment today about um well halfway through the year soon be christmas i was like stop oh my stop god. stop we are not doing oh that. my god we are not <laughs> and funny enough on my facebook platform yes i am that old um there was this like forever perpetual halloween sort of post there's a facebook account where oh. like they post 
Halloween stuff all year round, I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't want a single no. pumpkin in my life right now. Absolutely not. Hell no. Way. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is a Negroni and Sangria sort of vibe right now. Get the pumpkins off my Facebook feed. I was actually yeah. quite, I was really mad. I was like, block this shit. This is, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I do not um, want to see that again. Nope. nope. Yeah. <laughs> all right there, Sarah. So what's going on at the relationship desk of love? So this week I have got some a little tidbit for you about, um, so this is some advice from a therapist about how to stop giving people power over yourself. Oh. So oh. how not to give your power away. So there's six little tips here. And the first one is take responsibility for your own emotions. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just too much on a Monday morning. I- I think oh. that that one should have actually come at the end because that's definitely that was a gut punch, punch there, isn't it? Oh, it's a like, gut punch. Okay. What? I have to take care of my own emotions now. Oh my God. Damn you. Damn you. <laughs> oh. uh, so number two is um, living according to your values and your limits. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, definitely. Um, that was, that's a lot there. Hold on. Yes. Yeah. Values and limits. Values for sure. Limits, boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so, and this how this relates. So you're not letting people trample over your limits. Yeah, and you're honoring your own uh, values at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we've got not letting your self-worth depend on others. Yeah. So it's a, this is all about that external validation. And I guess oh, you are yeah. giving away your power if you are seeking that external validation or relying on that is to kind of build your own self self-worth totally mm. that's super hard it is not allowing other people's opinions to dictate your choices yes yes mm. huge yeah so that judgment that comes from other people and mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's really important just to say actually no this is my choice i'll do what i want to do mm-hmm I'm a grown-up now. I've got the ability to say that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. Um, number five is speak up when you are hurt or upset. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a tricky one, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Then finally, no longer accepting or excusing toxic behavior. He- oh, my gosh. And this comes from a therapist, and this makes perfect sense. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff here. Yeah. It's it's kind of a lifeline. It's this is not a these are not steps that you can kind of, you know, get done by Friday at end of day. No, no you're not this gonna be kind of have these boxed off by Oh my gosh. By the end of the uh by the end of the week, are you? Yeah. It is you you do have to constantly be working on it, I think, to reach that level Huge. where you can honor kind of all of those different areas. Um it is it's lifetime work. Oh, totally. And it's because we're putting up with toxic relationships. It's because we're not enforcing and communicating our boundaries and in the moment yeah. feedback. It's the reason why we're giving our emotional sort of yeah. regulation away to other people. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That was a doozy. <laughs> so that'll oh, kickstart like you for the I, week. <laughs> I need a fun drink right now, for sure. Oh, my God. That was, that was intense. Yeah. Well... If you think that was intense, wait until we get onto the hot topic. Aha, okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, okay, well. 
welcome. This week's hot topic is how we self-sabotage relationships. <laughs> oh, yeah. As promised, I'm like, oh, that, that brings up another thing. Yeah, huge. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Oh, my God. But they, this is more common than, than we think, isn't it? This yeah. um, kind of sabotage in relationships. And I think mm-hmm. we're quite good at it, really. Um, it's quite a skill that we've got. Yeah. And we don't recognize we're doing it. That's the huge yeah. thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So start us off here. Sabotaging relationships. Some people be like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm. I don't do that. Yeah. I have never heard of that. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you think that you haven't done it. And I'm sure you think you don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's like self-sabotage is when we, so we have kind of, maybe some fears or some kind of worries about the future and then what what we'll do is then display certain behavior that then actually you know causes the relationship to um come under pressure and potentially end so um you know some people will instead of ending a relationship will deliberately sabotage it mm-hmm. and make the relationship um you know in a quite a negative position because they don't want to end it and they know by doing that that behavior mm-hmm. will then mean the other person will end it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and when you think about it, it it is when you think about it on a logical kind of intellectual level it just seems bonkers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. however because a lot of the time this is happening in the subconscious we're not even really aware of some of the triggers or the reasons why we might be doing it and so as a result, our actions and behavior are leading to a sabotage of the relationship, but we don't really fully understand why that is or what's happening. And you can do some things and then after the event think, oh my God, why did I do that? Or you may not, you may not even have that moment of reflection. But then the effect and the impact that it has on the relationship is really, really negative. So we're dealing with things in a kind of subconscious way through patterns and behaviors that are kind of quite negative and can be toxic because we're not dealing with them at a conscious aware level so it's coming out in the in the other things that we do and then the relationship and our partner and ourselves we all suffer in the process yeah so how does it come out what are kind of the typical patterns of behavior yeah, so it'll come out in things like um, so withdrawal. So we've talked about withdrawal before on the on the podcast. Um, it may come out in forms of just not being, in, you know, kind of almost checking out of the relationship. So just not being interested anymore, or not making an effort mm-hmm. with um, with our partners, and just thinking, oh, you know, I'm just gonna. I, I've had enough. I feel like I've done all the work. I'm kind of taking my foot off the gas sort of thing Mm -hmm. um it can come out in other ways as well such as real defensiveness Mm. so we can get really kind of defensive with our partners and and almost you know we can start to kind of pick a fight with each other like which is Mm -hmm. just madness you kind of almost goading each other Mm -hmm. um you know it can come out in ways of, of contempt or disdain for our partners so that kind of real um unhappiness with them but we're not realizing that actually some of that is connected with the thoughts and feelings that we're having mm-hmm. that we haven't dealt with emotionally totally yep. yeah 
And, and what I notice is that if you find that there's a pattern of people who behave, who behave and treat you in a similar way, it, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a big chance that self-sabotage is coming up in yeah. your relationship. So there's starting to be a pattern and you can start to say yeah. the whole world is crazy and I'm the only perfect one. Yeah. Or you can sort of look at statistical likelihood and say, it's probably me who's the, uh, <laughs> the yeah. pattern, the, the common variable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there was, um, I found some interesting, um, research that had been done actually on, um, on self-sabotaging and behaviors and it came up with some real common themes as to why people do it. Um, so often they will do it because there's this fear, there's this kind of either they feel hurt or rejected or we talked the other week about sensitivity to abandonment. Mm -hmm. So there's all of those kind of things. So if I feel like something's not going to work out. I'm just going to sabotage it before it goes wrong. And we talked about this the other week about how it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the like real common reasons. Another one is around poor self-esteem and, and just having kind of a real negative view of yourself. Mm-hmm. So that that comes back to this kind of, actually I don't deserve to have a good relationship or, um, you know, I'm not lovable. So some of those real negative thought patterns that we can have about ourselves linked to, to who we are because we haven't connected with who we are in a positive mm-hmm. manner um so that can can lead to it mm-hmm. and then we've got high expectations so this association with perfectionism so that was another area that came up so uh-huh. i've got this real high bar like i mean you know off the scale that probably nobody's ever going to achieve yeah yeah. And that, again, is a form of self-sabotage because I'm, I'm putting this unrealistic high bar there. Well, nobody's going to achieve that. Therefore, every single relationship is doomed to fail uh-huh. right. because nobody could could ever succeed when you've got such high expectations of how things are going to turn out. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then oh, so last true. on the least was lack of relationship skill, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. so in the research it talked about how like a lack of maturity or a lack of that ability to or or experience of just dealing with relationships on a more kind of adult level and it's really hard being an adult in a relationship isn't it like and (laughs) whilst we know that we need to do it actually doing it is is quite difficult and it does Mm -hmm. take a lot of practice I think it takes quite a kind of safe space to be in as well to be able to try some of those skills out and if you feel like you're in a relationship where the, where a partner isn't you know receptive to some of that then you're less likely to try out some of those skills that you really need to have a kind of healthy adult relationship totally oh yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. I thought that was quite fascinating some of the themes that had really come out um you know as to kind of why why this is happening yeah, because that's the hardest thing. We don't often we don't know why it's happening, or we yeah. can't tell that it's happening because we're not following the patterns of behavior. Yeah, mm. and there there's different steps. The first step is saying that I'm noticing that there is a pattern, that yeah. there's something going on here, and then maybe the second second step is I'm part of this. Yeah, I wouldn't say that every, you're you're the cause of it, but mm. it's certainly the part of it, and that there that you're. You can own the self-sabotage and it's unlikely that somebody else will be able to push back. Like we can't rely upon somebody else to say, you're trying to sabotage this relationship right now and I'm not going to let you. And I can see this behavior, but I, you know, your partner is going to sort of start to react like you want them to and how you want them to not 
on the surface level, you think you want the relationship to continue, but deep down you're scared, yeah. just like you mentioned, fear. Yeah. And so likely your partner is just going to, at some point in time, just cash it in yeah. or start doing the thing or the things that you feared that they would yeah. and give you cause to ditch their butt to the curb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you feel like your partner doesn't trust you or doesn't believe in the relationship, then what message does that send to you? And therefore you're then likely to kind of flip and then say, well, actually, I'm going to check out. I'm not going to put the effort in. I'm not going to be trustworthy. Why Why bother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. In, in some extreme cases as well, then, you know, um, addictions and alcohol and drugs will play into this mm. self-sabotage as well, where we, and a lot of that is connected with that kind of self-worth and, and or right. wanting to numb some of the, the pain or the, fear or the anxiety that are coming up or wanting to um really mask what's happening in the relationship so you know maybe we always have fun when we have a drink and therefore that's the best best thing to do but then it goes kind of too far and then some of those more toxic behaviors come out and you end up in this kind of cycle like that's something that's quite common in relationships yeah oh my gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah we'll be in there <laughs> yeah no it is funny it, it this just comes up so often you know I was recently speaking with somebody who said you know they want to have a relationship they want to have a long-term mm. relationship uh but they find that at the year mark oh yes they tend to push it away yes yeah 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 I know mm. a few people that um that are like that yeah and it really is it's kind of like because once you tip over that 12 month barrier it kind of feels like it's more serious yeah. Even if you're not making any extra commitment at that stage, yes. there's some longevity yeah. there, isn't there? Um, and it can be really, really difficult to push back past that. Yeah. If that is something that is your pattern and you do it time and time again, and you know, maybe it's linked to being hurt um past the twelve month period, you know, I've invested, but somebody's hurt me, therefore I'm not gonna let that happen again. That's the kind of thought process, isn't it? But underneath you still want to have a long-term relationship. Yeah. So you've got this kind of, your mind is working against you. On one level, it's it's trying to protect you as it sees that that's its job to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on another level, it's kind of, it's going against some of those desires and wishes that you want by doing that. Oh, totally. It's exhausting. <laughs> it is, and it can keep you on the outside looking in of happiness. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see other people who seemingly have, you know, great relationships and, can make it past 12 months and don't seem to kind of have some of those like big highs and lows that you often get where you've got this self-sabotage at play and you think how do they do it like and you know first of all don't believe everything that you see because just because they look happy on the outside doesn't mean to say that they are Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but what I would also say is actually it gives you that kind of hope that it is possible so if people do it it's got to be possible right it's you know it's like people climb mountains therefore it must be possible to climb a mountain yeah yeah (laughs) because people do it um (laughs) so so it's all about kind of what you want to set your mind to and what you really want to invest your time and and thoughts and um into to to explore Mm -hmm. as to whether that's really something that you want to get to grips with because unless you intentionally want to change some of these self-sabotaging behaviors it's never going to happen for you totally and the same problem 
will just come up yeah. in the next relationship. It might look slightly different. There might be slightly different things that kind of spark it off or there might be a slightly different set of toxic behaviours or negative behaviours. Mm-hmm. But sure as eggs is eggs, you'll, you'll take that with you. Yeah. Gosh, yes. This is hard. It's like eating the vegetables <laughs> in a big way. Yep. Yeah, so true. Mm-hmm. But there is freedom on the other side. And, you know, as somebody who is right now, I was very comfortable saying that somebody else was at fault for my relationship Mm. crunch points and starting to own that has been so Mm. hard because I don't want to own the responsibility. I don't like change, but as I start to, I realize like, and I'm, as I'm starting to shift in my perceptions and my Mm. mindsets and so forth, it is so cool because it's just, it's a very steep hurdle to cross over to even want to do the work because you can't imagine how it will actually work. But once you're actually starting to realize that you're sabotaging a situation it really allows you to say well how do I get around myself then you'd be almost putting on a a whole different set of glasses aren't you that you're seeing the world through Mm. because it just brings you so much more awareness and enlightenment as to like what's going on and who you are as a person yeah which is it's just great like when you can reach that that level and have that understanding I really think um, we were having some conversations at the weekend about how kind of our relationship has progressed and how um, we have looked at kind of both of us are quite reflective. And I I don't think I ever used to be that reflective and I am like a lot more reflective now. And I think that really, really helps when we're looking at some of these situations. And as you say, if we're looking at if we're using reflection to take responsibility for who we are then that's really powerful because we're looking back and going okay well what did I do that I maybe wasn't as proud of what what could I have done differently how could I have intercepted so that we didn't get to that point Mm. and the brain does learn even without you even without you realizing because then if you look back over a kind of six-month period and how you handled things then and how you handle things now there will be shifts and those shifts don't have to be massive, but as long as they're enough to help you to end up in a different destination, mm-hmm. that in itself is going to be kind of powerful enough for your relationship. And it could be something as simple as how do you intercept an argument before it begins? Because mm-hmm. we kind of all know that it's coming up. Yeah. And, you know, same with these self-sabotaging uh, behaviours and patterns. How do I intercept it before it starts? Because that's the key to unlocking this kind of, um, this rollout of, of real kind of negative behaviours that are going to affect your relationship. Oh, you've got it. And it's just so, but it's so great when you can, you know, it goes back to that thing around kind of what's your experience in, in relationship? How experienced are you? How mature are you at dealing with some of the tough stuff? Um, but if we can, you know, use that reflection and go back and really just kind of think about it, it, it is like putting a fresh pair of um, glasses on. You see the world completely differently. Totally. Yeah, it is true. All, everything that you say is completely true. Mm. Uh, we don't have to see immediate 100% shifts, even just no. seeing a 5% shift. It it does give you a lot of hope. It yeah. feels different. Yeah. Even if it's not quote unquote perfection, it just feels different. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. It's about that expectation. It's not having too much expectation that, mm. you know, some of these small changes that you make in your relationship aren't going to transform it overnight. That's not how it's going to happen. But if we can make kind of small, tiny incremental changes on a regular basis, then when you look back over six months or 12 months, you will then start to see a big um, accumulated effect. 
right in a in a positive way totally yeah oh my gosh you've got it yeah so it seems overwhelming but it's worth it it is yeah it is totally Mm. Mm, nice okay (laughs) (laughs) sabotage we went from being like what i don't sabotage my relationships to like all right maybe just a little (laughs) honestly like we'll all do it and you know, and it is about catching yourself in the moment as well to try and um, kind of stop some of the behavior. Right, you know, right. why am I, you know, I had a conversation with somebody recently about some of the things that were coming up for them. And I said, well, you're just not really being a nice person right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh. sometimes you've got to kind of speak the you've got to speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. So if we can't be honest with ourselves, who can we be? Oh, you've got it. You've got it. Yeah. So, right, that's warmed us up. Right, totally, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Would you you like to move to a question? Yes, let's do that. week so let's see how this goes (laughs) this week's question my boyfriend constantly talks about how thick I am and makes jokes in front of others and it makes me feel awful he's so lovely in every other way it's just this oh god okay Mm. okay lots of stuff here yeah um the reader wants to know thick now I'm down with what Gen X and Gen Z are doing because like oh not Gen X you know what I'm saying, Gen Z, because mm. I'm on TikTok. So I know what thick is because like okay. I'm with a cool crowd. Uh, so for the audience who is not on TikTok or is not part of the 21st century, what is thick? I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. So oh. where I come from, thick would be um, not very bright. Oh, oh my God, this is awesome. Okay. So Gen Z is all about like thick means curvaceous, bootalicious. It's it's okay. uh, lots of curves and yeah. yeah, lots of stuff to hold on to and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Some folk will claim it and saying, I'm a fat girl. That is who yeah. I am. I'm thick. I am a fat girl. This is, I, I am loud and proud and out there. So um, that is thick in, in, um, in accordance with the Gen Z vernacular. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've learned something new today. Yeah. So this kind of sounds like this person is being fat shamed Mm. right yeah um it doesn't sound like she gave her her uh boyfriend permission to Mm. comment about her weight especially in front of others yeah and it also sounds like that backhand compliment like thick like that's actually like a real like you're juicy you're curvy this is a good thing like i'm totally thick i'm owning it but it does feel like she feels like there's a backhand to this Mm. Yeah, and that there isn't acceptance and love, and of course, being called out not uh, others—that's just absolutely not cool. Uh, so it's weird how we will claim a term that feels empowering, but if we misuse that yeah. and if we use it in front of others without our permission, it can actually create the same shame that we are trying to address. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting that that it's in front of others that it seems to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if this question is implying that it doesn't happen unless it's, you know, the jokes and the jesting is all around kind of other people. Mm-hmm. And that in itself can often be related to some of your own insecurities or kind of wanting to play a role or a part 
when mm-hmm. you're in kind of company um is to kind of saying well you know I'm I'm the funny one or you're kind of like stepping into a position so the question to me seems like it's implying that happens when they're in when they're with others but it's not necessarily happening behind closed doors so that to me would be really confusing I'd be like well I don't don't know whether you think this is a good thing bad thing like I really don't know where your where your head's at if you know you've got two you've got two versions of your of your boyfriend there it it could be and it's all the way we interpret like he's constantly talking about it I don't discount the possibility in part in private he's like girl i love how thick you are i love Mm. like these curves you're so hot look at that booty but at the same time like i I think either which way if her perception is that he's constantly talking about it whether or not he feels he's constantly talking about it yeah the volume according to her is too much and it's really hitting a nerve for her yeah yeah absolutely right there's there's a real wound here that he constantly kind of I'm going to say unintentionally. He probably thinks he's being uh, congratulatory or flattering. Yeah. But there's just something. And and what I'm feeling is that she doubts what he... Body acceptance. Mm. I don't think she's clear on whether he actually finds her attractive. Because if he's having to talk about it a lot, like, why are you needing to talk about it a lot? Yeah. Yeah. There's no reassurance there, is there, by the sounds of it, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a real... it does sound like it is a real um sticking point in the relationship because if everything else feels okay and it's just that part then it's addressing that isn't it it's about speaking up so it comes back to boundaries it does around you know how do I want you know how do I want you to interact with me especially when we're with other people and I feel like you're putting me in this position where I'm feeling kind of well, she said there she's feeling awful I'm guessing she feels some you know ashamed or mm-hmm. um you know ridiculed or you know all those things where if it's done in public it's even worse isn't it um totally. and I'm not saying that it's okay behind closed doors because it's not if it's not something that you like then and if it's not something that you can just some people could just brush this all off and just go actually that's not me so I don't really care what you think or what you say I know it's not me so I'm standing in my power mm-hmm. But it sounds like in this situation, that's not that isn't what's happening. It's being taken to heart, and it's having a detrimental effect. Right, right, totally. Yeah, yeah. I I think whenever anybody says, and I because I've said it too, like there's just one problem in our relationship, and everything else is great. <laughs> we know that when we yeah. start going down and excavating a little bit and starting to shed the spotlight, it's not just the only thing. Mm. But for now, we'll let you get away with that because right now it looks like it's the only thing. But just don't be alarmed if you start to holy shit that's not the only thing yeah yeah but right now this is kind of like the magnified issue isn't it and so it's you know could potentially be masking other things but it you know that it does feel like this is kind of something that's important and big right now it is so i i think what we've done in a lot of our trying to shift terminology be careful about the words that we use i think Mm. we've we've glossed over the need for consent so we have very appropriately realized that body positivity is super important and accepting all bodies, what they can do, uh, the, the ways and means and, and sort of differences um, in, in the way that they look and the way they, they perform and so forth. Um, but I think what is the missing link here is that this person and their partner did not set the ground rules for uh, language and references around body 
and body positivity. So, you know, a nice little opening in a calm environment would be, hey, so I really, I, I love the fact that you think that I'm thick and juicy and you seem to like that. And, you know, but I, I, I wonder if I could actually sort of have a deeper conversation because, um, and maybe this might be a time to say, hey, um, this has been my journey with my body. Mm. Um, these are the things that feel good about that right now. And these are the things that still I'm working on and feel yeah. very raw and very triggered. And I know that you're trying to be supportive and so forth, but I feel that I'm hearing references to my body a lot. Like, mm. and that makes me feel uncomfortable. And I don't think you're trying to do that on purpose. I yeah. also notice you calling out my body in public. And again, I think you're just trying to kind of prop me up, but it's actually doing the reverse. So I wonder if you'd be open to kind of having a conversation about body, body yeah. positivity, the language, thick. Um, and it might be the time to say, look, and I kind of have this fear that you're kind of trying to pretend that you're into that, but you're not really. And, mm. and, and maybe you can just say, look, I trust you with my deepest fear. My deepest fear is you're not actually cool with it, but you're sort of using the language to kind of yeah. make up for it or, or compensate or something. And that's my fear and it's probably irrational, but it's the, you know, when somebody speaks about it a lot, I get super paranoid and, yeah. and worried. So there's all sorts of, you know, we're talking to the person who asks the question, right? They, mm. they are going to start to offer to bring the solution. Because yeah. again, we coach around the person we are in front of. Mm. So this might be, depending on, you know, your level of comfort, this might be the time to have like this all out conversation to say, this is my relationship with my body. This is what references to my body make me feel like. And this is sort of the journey I've been through. And I've been mocked. I've been ridiculed. I've heard this stuff in, in, in high school or whatever. And so when I hear people referring to my body, it, 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 my, my hackles are up. It makes yeah. me defensive. Even if, and, and I, I hear positivity, but in my mind, I'm, I'm playing negative. I'm playing toxic, critical, you know, body shaming. Mm, yeah. I think I went off a little bit there. That's all right. <laughs> Maybe I have sort of a close, uh, you know, kind of a close relationship with this. Um, I, I get this person. I get their real, you know, it's so funny. People, oh, but it, but I'm, but I'm propping you up, girl. I'm, you know, this mm. is all positive stuff. But I think, yeah, the other yeah. thing that's coming up for me, though, is around this kind of is the jokes element of it. So making jokes in front of others. Like, I don't know if this is a trend amongst kind of younger people. You, you know you, you the younger generation but I do hear a lot of discussion around kind of it's just banter like that's what people do it's all about the bands mm -hmm. and I do wonder kind of if maybe that generation are getting just a bit too carried away with the kind of with the jokiness of life and actually we're forgetting about the fact that there's real people behind the jokes and um totally. and that kind of connection so that's the other thing that comes up for me um you know whenever I have conversations with my kids about like jokes and banter and stuff like that I've, I always kind of say to them look a joke is a joke but you've got to know where the limits are you've got to be able to spot where the boundaries are I mean I, like you know fun is one of my real strong values and you know so I want to make all situations fun and enjoyable and but if that's at the expense of somebody else there's a there's a line and there's a barrier that we need to be aware of and I think we've always got to or on the side of caution when we are in that sort of kind of more banterish conversation or um situations of friendship groups when we're together doing that oh totally so I think that's the other thing that's really coming up for me and I don't know if it is a common thing across kind of 
want to sound really old saying the youngsters <laughs> <laughs> the youngsters yeah totally um, or you know or whether it's not really a thing but I kind of feel like it is but yeah totally yeah totally and I think about this a lot like Lizzo I follow her TikTok she does a lot of stuff because she's constantly sort of pushing against this massive body shaming body negativity sort of societal groundswell and she must be exhausted like most of her life is having to sort of explain her the space that she takes up in terms of her celebrity and in terms of her advocacy for bodies of every size but it mm. must be exhausting for her because she's always having to freaking talk about her body yeah. and and the weird thing is she's also having to carry the emotional weight of you're so awesome queen you know you're not ashamed mm. to wear this that and she's now I imagine there's many days where she's like I wish I could wake up and not have to talk about my body yes yeah, yeah and yeah. this is my you know jokes aside positivity aside like there's a lot of people who are like I, I just would like this not to be the conversation in the room mm. jokes yeah we need to know our line and also we don't have to talk about somebody's body all the time no we can actually be like yeah wait let's let's find something else to talk about yeah it doesn't have to be that all the time yeah it's weird how people with all sorts of different body shapes and sizes it, it's almost like society is trying to get over their squeamishness for body negativity by piling on praise and creating a conversation where people don't want to be made in the center of attention or mm. be in the center of conversation. Yeah. Talk about brains, talk about uh, love of gardening, talk about, you know, um, whatever that might be, a different attribute. Yeah. And equally, if it was about that around kind of, you know, your own intellect or levels of intellect then mm -hmm. it's equally just as bad isn't it when mm. we're because what we're doing is putting somebody it's that real kind of judgmental you know our we're placing our judgments on somebody else and and their kind of life choices and, and who they are um yeah. so in any shape or form doesn't matter kind of what the the context is it's just not the right thing to do is it you've got it absolutely you know, who are we to to judge and totally yeah and in a relationship that doesn't give you a pass no in a relationship doesn't give you a doesn't open up a level of intimacy where you get to trample over mm. somebody and make jokes about them yeah yeah and that that can be a form of abuse this manipulation putting people down you know death by a thousand cuts mm. that's a that's a that's a common tactic of manipulation control and abuse is mm. oh but I, it's just a joke what you don't have a sense of humor yeah but yeah. i was being positive yeah I think a lot of the times it isn't it isn't that is it people really genuinely don't think that they've done anything wrong um it is that they're just not thinking like they're not thinking about its intent and impact I'm not thinking about the impact that I'm having on somebody else um when it wasn't really my intention to do that I think that that's what it is in this situation but as you say it might not be it might be be more than that yeah you've got it mm, yeah in this case I would assume that there's been no conversation had yeah. This person's boyfriend has no idea what's going on. No. I'm assuming the best that he's going to be receptive, probably shocked, surprised, possibly a bit defensive. Yeah. But if you can kind of, you know, with trust yeah. and respect, sort of break through that defensiveness, then yeah. big lessons to be had. And there's a yeah. big, big potential for huge behavior change here. Yeah. Interestingly, interestingly, I'll bet you there's an instance where the boyfriend might come back to say, you know, you're always talking about this one thing, like something like, you know, you're always telling my friends, oh, yeah, he's like got a great penis or something like that. Or he's like great in bed. <laughs> and he might be like, that really makes me like that makes me really uncomfortable. Like, yeah. why are you always talking about it? 
kind of makes me feel like what if the opposite is true and you're just trying to so you never know well you, you never, never know, know what you're gonna going get on the other side. no you don't at all yeah. you don't it's yeah. all a case of the stories that I tell myself so yeah yeah, yeah you've got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right oh well I wish them luck <laughs> absolutely you've got have it. have the conversation and yeah. uh, see where it takes you uh, see where it takes you strap yourself in for the ride yeah mm-hmm. yeah, for sure <laughs> all right oh well well good times so, um yeah another week <laughs> another week in the hot girl summer yeah totally yes. yeah yes. even though i think covid cases are starting to rise i heard mm. from somebody sort of like i heard from somebody who heard from somebody else who is in public health something like cases are rising but they're just not telling the public yet because they're like <laughs> I don't know, let them have the summer. <laughs> so I think it could be a rough fall. And I think the public health is like, yeah, fuck it. We're just gonna, whatever, let them like freak out, hang out. And then when it's super obvious and cases are just like crazy and like yeah. it's just chaos, mayhem and like Armageddon. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. got to be expected though, isn't it really? Because yeah. there are, as we say, there's a lot of festivals, there's a lot of concerts, there's a lot of like, you know, and, and you know, a lot of them are kind of outdoors, but you're still going to be kind of touching things and I just think totally. that this is going to be what it is because the cases are rising here and yeah. and in the UK but I don't know I think it, we, this just is what it is now if this I was think. anything else you wouldn't even know about it though yeah I, it's I because think because we're conditioned yeah. to yeah. to think how terrible this is and right. how we all must still lock ourselves away from this terrible um virus Thing. yeah yeah because and we, yeah. we've had it for three years that's the message yeah yeah. So, yeah. So I think it is, I think it is tricky, but I think a lot of people, the numbers won't even be real because a lot of people won't even test anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, they won't be interested. They'll just be yeah. kind of like, I want to get on with my life, yeah. <laughs> rightly or wrongly. Um, you know, that's where people will be at, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I think on public health, like once this sort of gets to be on par with influenza, I think that's mm. where we kind of just got to let it be like influenza. Yeah. at that point in time and sort of where our society kind of and actually we probably don't react as much as we should there's there's millions of people elders immunocompromised people who die of influenza every year and uh yeah we should probably care more about that actually so maybe mm. that's a lesson but uh yeah, yeah. well yeah. we'll see apparently nobody's doing a big deal of it in the summertime it's like just have yeah. your summer fun yeah exactly get out exactly. the jelly beans yeah, yeah. <laughs> sun's out fun's out oh my god yeah totally <laughs> all right on. all right well we'll oh, meet you on well, the other side of next week yeah speaking of fun i'm gonna go and have a swim now oh lovely wonderful. yeah excellent good enjoy <laughs> and um and i will speak to you next week yes indeed okay till next time so that's it for another week of geordie lass and doc sass we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.